0: I couldn't sing in the choir this morning owing to a bit of a cold, and I wasn't ready to learn the basses part. I hope you'll bear with me. We're going to get through this. And the Lord be with you. As we've been lighting these final candles in the late hours of Advent, this beautiful little assembly of hopeful people presses in once again towards Christmas 2023. In all of our varieties of experience, what can we name as the intermingled Advent promises that each of us might look forward to? Variations on themes of hope or joy or peace or love? What sort of weighty requests or heart longings can you name this morning? Together we read again one of the most famous passages in all of Scripture, Luke's gospel birth narrative. And the question is, can we really glean something fresh from a story that we've heard told and retold a thousand times, maybe? Our collective efforts in tradition and practice and Scripture would say so. So, let's work with that maybe Advent has done its work on us. Maybe Advent has done its work on you. In your waiting, in our waiting, we have readied ourselves. The practice of making time and space, preparing the way. In our homes and in our souls, a little waiting room set aside, making ready our little stretch of the way even though we are still surrounded by clutter and messes and stresses. But maybe the luxury and the privilege of Advent passed you by this season. Because there was no space to be made in your life this time around. More demanding realities bullied themselves into each new day as the calendar clicked on sucking up all the oxygen, blocking out all the light, be that globally, locally, or confidentially. 2023 may well have been a strange and difficult year for many of us. What a gift then to find such a people together holding this holy space, a place held for the prepared and the unprepared alike. Because this is a story of grace, mysterious. Maybe that's another sermon. In this age of quick and disposable media consumption, streaming on so many greedy platforms, the prevalence and predictability of what have come to be known as hallmark Christmas movies has become a sort of running joke. Even for people who admit to watching them. Maybe you've never watched a Hallmark movie, but these are saccharine tales sucking all the starch and spirit out of the romantic comedy genre, steeped in Christmas lore and bloated with so many tropes and cliches, like maybe a story about a successful woman from the big city who's lost touch with her simple, wholesome roots, finding herself begrudgingly back home for the holidays. And to absolutely no one's surprise, in the company of folksy, homespun characters, really good lighting, and a few moments of tension and misunderstanding, that one especially irritating local young man turns out to be the love of her life. (laughs) That's a wrap. On to the next movie. We'll call it Hot Chocolate and Hot Local Men. And I'll try not to make any more fun for a couple of reasons. For one, our very own aspiring director of photography, Tom Bonham, makes his money on set working movies like this. Go get him, Tom. Cash those checks. (laughs) And if I can withhold all of my cinematic criticism for a moment and not be a film critic, do I really want to be that guy? The guy that unleashes both barrels on the light entertainment that so many fine folks, Buffy, you included, (laughs) cozy up with for a little bit of predictable, heartwarming comfort. There have even been some recent psychological and sociological studies giving evidence that the gentle patterns of predictable films and books can be good for our mental health. Well-worn paths, in these anxious days. It's because we return to these stories that we know. Because they steady us and they comfort us, reminding us that we can give our lives to such efforts. We can give our lives to people and to places. And it's not futile and it's not foolish. This is how we make a life. And I will also add... Say what you will about the packaging and the dreck of those cliché movies, but they call to mind a universal human theme. Great, grand motifs like the search for a life well-lived, the hope and possibility of finding love and being loved, listening to our wisest friends, making our way home at last, Through all the dreck and the schmaltz and the commercial haste of those films, the truest parts of the story can still speak to some deep place in us. In our reading today, in the first seven verses of Luke chapter 2, that's about as true a story as we can know. So simple and yet so tender and human, the story of Christ arriving in the universe This world of ours, populated by meat creatures made of earth and stone, drenched in sweat, surrounded by agricultural byproducts, there's long, weary roads home, there's welcome shelter, there's local merchants, and there's just regular folks. Every one of them pressed by tyrants and taxes. This is a story so true, it happens every day. To set this story up, the gospel writer wants us to understand one thing very clearly. That blessed little family event is happening in the shadows of history's bullies. Banal and terrible occupation. Imperial rulers offloading their responsibilities and delegating the management of lesser regions to bureaucratic officials. Opportunists tasked with wringing every last drop of value out of the population. That's because the Roman census was a measure of assets and resources, a way of calculating how much potential a tax region might produce. How close to the bone can a dictator carve up a nation of people before they break, tragically losing productivity, or even worse, if they form another tiresome and expensive revolt. But even the best of the empire's plans can have divine outcomes. This provincial region and all of the surrounding details would give home to a miracle. Because this census also carried that little family to the royal city of David, Bethlehem the critical indicator of messianic authenticity. And then we get to read those two little verses that have carried so much narrative weight for us. Painting a rich picture that has captured our imagination and continues to for generations. While they were there, the time for her to deliver her child, the time for her While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. A tender and full story in just a few sentences A story of human vulnerability, of poverty and urgency, simple travel details and worries, the dignity and courage and ingenuity of a woman named Mary. An inhospitable and crowded place where two parents would find out that they could figure it out all the same. And at the center of it all, a swaddled infant Christ in an animal's Feeding trough. This year, 2023, the church leaders in the city of Bethlehem in the West Bank gathered together to officially cancel Christmas celebrations. They changed all their plans in light of the horrors unfolding in real time, even now in Gaza, which is so nearby to them. Maybe you saw the moving pictures, how they've replaced their traditional nativity scene, opting instead for a baby in a manger made of broken concrete and rubble and rebar. One of the pastors during Advent said, this is a message of solidarity with those suffering in Gaza." During his Advent sermon, the pastor Munther Isaac preached, and he said, "God." is under the rubble in Gaza. He is with the frightened and the refugees. He is in the operating room. This is our consolation. Friends, the Christ in the world story is happening right now. For generations of history, people like us have carried the promise of Christ out into a troubled world, Bearing with us variations on the themes of hope and joy and peace and love, even. Despite so many of the wild and terrible plans of nations and empires, in the face of so many challenges and obstacles and logistics, regular folk have made their way. They've gathered together to name their joys, but to also give shape to their resistance. Opposition to those forces that would dehumanize and destroy their friends and their neighbors. Finding courage to live lives of vulnerability, humanity, generosity, and risk. This gospel story still speaks reminding us that God took the strange and surprising path, opting for the human way, the little way, made of human flesh. An infant carried by peasants, held so tenderly in a dangerous land. And with tenderness, we carry Christ into the world. We can give our lives to such efforts. with all of their awkward details and surprising twists and varieties of rubble in our own days even. In the midst of our joys and our troubles, Christ is there in glorious littleness. Tomorrow we begin 12 days of Christmas, yet another season of time to set aside to allow this gospel mystery to sink in a little deeper. May this story move and shape us in days ahead. Christ in the world with us. Amen. Thanks be to God.